at a time when investors are confronted with market volatility and a variety of challenges fueled by the uncertainty of inflation, unsettled geopolitical tensions, and economic pressures, Justin Klein and Steve Peasley stand ready to take your finance and investment questions and share their unbiased answers. This is Invest Talk, independent thinking, shared success. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, a registered investment advisor firm serving clients throughout the United States. The clarity for your path forward starts now. Here is KPP Financial President, Financial Advisor, Steve Peasley. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, November 18th, 2022. Well, Thanksgiving is only six days away. And it might be tempting to be, you know, pretend that the market today is just like it was last year at this time, but it is not. We're still in a pretty dangerous situation, in my opinion. Even though we've had a nice little rally, I mean, that's nice. Uh, the question is, is that sustainable? And why it will be or won't be? Actually, that's going to be one of our focus points today. The global stock market rally could be about to meet recession reality. So we're going to talk about that in pretty in-depth today. I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm here today on this radio and podcast to help you make the most of the decisions regarding your portfolio, to help you grow that portfolio, help you become independent, well, independently wealthy. We all want that, I think, or at least financial freedom. We'll define it that way. We've been defining financial freedom for a long time, and it can mean anything to you. It can mean different things to different people, so it could mean something different to you than me. You know, your financial freedom may not be, you know, the goals of my financial freedom, but it doesn't matter. It's what we want. Whatever that goal is, I want to help you achieve it. Okay? And as I said, the focus point today will be about the stock market rally and the recession. And how's that going to, how does that impact your goal of financial freedom? Because it does. The market doesn't go in one direction, but it does have an upward bias over the years, a strong upward bias. So you can reach me right now. This is a call-in show. Our lines are always open, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we can discuss it. The number is 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278, okay? Time permitting, I have a few other things we can talk about. How about the existing home sales report? Down for nine months in a row. How about uh, Musk and his problems with Twitter? (laughs) I mean, he laid off, what, half the people? And then he's trying to get some of them back, and then some, it's going to be a mess. And, you know, it shouldn't surprise anybody out there, because Elon Musk, when he gets involved, the guy's a genius, right? We all know that. I don't take anything away from him, but when he gets involved, there's fireworks, yeah, and that's, that's nothing nothing unusual there. So maybe we'll get a chance to talk about that. And have you been keeping tabs on the oil prices, the oil per barrel? You would think that it would be going up, 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 and up. It's not. So I'm going to talk about those things. But as usual, you come first. Not me, not what I want to talk about. What is it on your mind? What do you guys want to talk about? Now, I had some calls at Voice Banks, and we'll, of course, get to them. American Tower, it's a REIT, Schwab, U.S. Dividend Equity, ETF, a call about that. So we'll get to those. So also on the docket today is the KPP Premium Newsletter. You know, on Fridays, usually I go over 
parts of it to talk about what's in it and you know maybe you want to subscribe to it that'd be great so we got it all planned out but you know our plan to also include you As a matter of fact you're the driver i'm just the i'm just a co-pilot you're the driver you're the pilot where do you want to go what do you want to talk about as long as financial we'll go there the market actually ended up today up Dow was up 199 points. The NASDAQ was up one lousy point. And the S&P was up 19. But it did end up up. Okay. Um, we've been in a little rally. You know, I, I kind of enjoyed the rally. It's decent. Uh, it's, the market is not as depressive as it could be. You know, with all the news we have around the world and the Ukraine war still, Russian Ukraine war still raging. Uh, you know, inflation is still a problem, even though it was a little less than expected last week when the numbers came in. That was good news. I think that was part of the catalyst for the rally. So, so that's what we have. Why don't we go ahead and get to our first call right away? Let's go ahead and take it. Hey, Stephen Justin, this is Ali calling from Detroit. I uh, wanted to ask about Verizon VZ. I have a position in it. have had it for the past year, collecting the dividends in the meantime. wanted to see what you thought of the stock and uh, what would be a good price to potentially add to my position. Thank you. Looking forward to hearing your response on the show. Thank you. Well, it's, it's really low priced right now. They're going to make $5.07 next year after making $5.19 this year and $5.47 last year. But it's a $38 stock. So you're talking about a stock that's around, what, 7.5 PE in a low, in a low range is 7 to 14. So it's right at the low of its range. And it, as you're right, you're right, it's the kind of stock you buy for the dividend, paying 6.8%. They have a $9.28 cash flow. That dividend's not in danger. They're going to keep paying it. This is one of these blue chip stocks. You buy cheap, just hold on to it. It did eventually go back up to $50, $60. Always has. So I'd buy here. I think this is a good price. Okay, we're heading to a break. Justin and I are happy to play your recorded voice bank questions. We will, we love to do that. But we also want to talk to you live. So we're live, 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. So give us a call, 888-99-CHART. Why do listener questions make Invest Talk better? Which of these would you recommend? Because each caller presents fresh questions in their voice. I was curious if you still think aluminum has a ways to go from here. When do I know the right time to take profits? Should I be looking for an exit? Should I be holding here? And listeners instinctively realize that Invest Talk uniquely offers a welcome dose of investing satisfaction. I think you have a terrific show, and I've learned a whole lot. Hey, guys, love your show. Uh, I've been listening for several years now, and I've learned a lot. Justin Klein and Steve Peasley understand what investors need and want. I would look at it from a tax perspective. If there's no tax implications, move on, find better ways to use that money. I'm going with the odds. I think a half position now would at least get you in it and get you watching it so you won't lose track of it. Don't forget to call Investor. 888-99-CHART. Have you heard about Riskalyze? It's a brief question and answer form that you fill out online. 
Steve Peasley and Justin Klein will also get a copy of your responses. They can use the Riskalyze results to help you formulate a strategy that fits your investing risk tolerance. Learn more anytime and take the Riskalyze quiz at investtalk.com. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. The global stock market rally could be about to meet the recession reality. So what's the, what, what, is the, what is the focus of, of this? Why? What are you talking about? Well, the market itself rallied recently, right? We know it's rallying, but what for? What Based on what? Based on increasing earnings? I don't see how that's possible with the more and more companies laying off people. How is that possible? Uh, is the earnings profit margins going to go up? I suppose that's possible, but it doesn't look that way. It looks like they're contracting. Now, the earnings season wasn't that bad. It really wasn't, but it wasn't great either. Well, is the Fed going to start lowering rates? Well, some people think that might because the the inflation numbers were a little less than they expected last week. And I don't think so this week. I, I, I don't you know. The good news is oil prices came down. Now, oil prices, rising oil prices, puts a lot of pressure on inflation in, in many different areas of our economy. So, I think that maybe people are are considering that that maybe the oil spike is done. You know, which is very very possible, very possible because you know Saudi Arabia, the world 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 Bank. All are saying demand for oil is going to be lower next year. But they're saying that because we're in a recession. So what is it a catch-22 situation? What comes first, chicken or the egg? I think we're going to have a recession. I think we're going to ha- I think we we already were in one for you know two quarters in a row. That was a definition of recession this last year. Then we got growth. I think we're going to have the same situation. Why? My theory is, as I'm looking at the uh, the yield curve, the yield curve, two and 10-year difference, uh, it's inverted. And every time it's inverted, there's a recession. And it's been inverted, and it's gotten very deeply inverted. That's not a healthy economy. Not. So, now, how bad can it get? I don't... I don't think we're going to go into a really deep recession. I don't know. This is so difficult to know and because it's going to be depending on what the Fed does. A lot of people think, there's a lot of experts, smart people think we're going to come in for a soft landing, and there's just as many people thinking we're not. And these are all smart people. So, you know, my, my telling you what I think is just adding to the, to the nonsense because we don't know. No one really knows. I just think it will because, of, you know, that yield curve I've been studying an awful long time, decades, and it's been pretty durable for as far as a signal, in my, in my opinion. Okay, so just we'll just pay attention. Let's pivot to another Talk voice pank question. A li- for this is from a listener that came in earlier, 888-99-CHART. Hi, Stephen Justin. I'm looking at the ETF XLI to try to get into some of the industrials. Is this an okay time to get into it? Is there a price that I should be looking at or waiting for to take a position in this to try to get some exposure? Also, is XLI something you would 
think is a good choice right now. I know, Justin, you'll probably tell us that you'd prefer some individual funds over this, but for those of us that maybe aren't knowledgeable enough to intelligently pick some individual funds in the industrial sector, would this be a, a good way to get some exposure? Thank you. I think I think it's too early yet. Um, uh, this is XLI Industrial Select uh, ETF Exchange Traded Fund Seeking Performance Corresponding to the S&P Industrial Sector Select Index. I I, I feel that uh, it had a nice move up. Okay, from its bottom uh, recently, and it's now stalling at about ninety nine dollars and forty four cents. So it's, it's going to have a hard time getting above a hundred. I'd rather see you buy it around 80, 85. I think that's where you want to be picker, where you want to pick this up. I think that's the price. And I think you might get another retracement back down to that point. Done it twice now, and see if it holds. It does, and it starts back up. That's when I do it. That's when I buy. Is it, it is it the right time to be in the industrial sector? I think so, but on a long term basis, I think so. Yes, long term basis meaning in the next years. But I do think manufacturing is going to be slowly coming back to the United States. It has been already, and I think that trend is going to continue. I, I do think that's going to happen. On Fridays, I generally take time to take a quick rundown on the key benchmark numbers. The two-year Treasury yield, 4.5%. Okay, now, what's a 10-year? 38 so you have to you get 3.8% per year if you buy a long bond, take the risk and buy a very long bond, 10 years, or you can buy a two-year bond and get 4.5% for two years, per year. That's an inverted yield curve. That's what that means. And it's been inverted for some time. Now, to give you a little perspective, I mean, 47 weeks ago, the two-year is paying 0.64%. Now it's four and a half percent. It's a huge increase, huge run up, huge. For the same time period for the ten year, it's paying one point seven. So uh, forty seven weeks ago, the yield curve was normal, and it's been getting abnormal for all that time. So for the whole year, that's not healthy. It's just not healthy. Gold. $1,751 an ounce. Last week was $1,756. Four weeks ago, $1,652. Six weeks ago, $1,700. So here it is, you know, 20 weeks ago, it was $1,809. And 29, almost 30 weeks ago, it was $1,900. Okay? So it hasn't really done anything for quite some time. Really has not. Is it going to? Well, you if the dollar gets weak, it will. But the dollar hasn't gotten weak. That's the problem. National average for gasoline, $3.79. So that's actually come down, right? I mean, here in California, it's still, you know, $5, $6 a gallon. I mean, you still got to pay $5.34 and the average in California. So it's still pretty high. Okay. Missouri, go to Missouri, $3.28. Huh? $2.06 cheaper than in California. $2.06 cheaper than us. There's absolutely no reason why that should exist. Anyways. 888-99-CHART. This is Talk. Give me a call.
markets react to uncertainty. Are you prepared? Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Your financial future depends on the answers to those questions. Steve Peasley is here now and he's ready to talk with you. Call Invest Talk 888 99Chart. 888 992 4278. We're going to go talk to Andrew in Pennsylvania and he wants to talk about PayPal. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Um, so I was calling about PayPal. Uh, I was hoping it's been on my watch list for a while. I see it's almost at a five-year low. I was yep. just hoping to get your opinion on the stock and um, see what you think about it. I like it. I, I, think it's a, I think it's a stock that's probably going to do very well. PayPal, everybody, symbol is PYPL, provides digital and mobile payments on behalf of consumers and merchants worldwide. It's a $98 billion stock okay 98 billion they make money they've been making money a long time they're growing their money they're growing sales uh i, I mean the, the return equity is 26 percent that's just very high uh you're looking uh it's not it's an 84 dollar 85 dollar stock and going to make four dollars and 75 cents so it's not super cheap but it's pretty darn reasonable i i, I mean it's at the very lower end of its range of pe um, and I think it's got long-term legs. Uh, uh, I'd be a buyer of it. I, I, I would. Um, I, I, think it's, I think it's a good, strong company, and I think it's going to be around for quite some time. So, you know, I'd be a buyer of it. Like it a lot. Andrew, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. PayPal, P-Y-P-L, PayPal. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Existing home sales report came out today. Nine months in a row falling. 4.43 million houses falling. So we're looking at uh, housing. uh, uh, Remember, I have a lot of real estate uh, appraisers in my family. And they're, of course, definitely seeing way slow down in their business. You're looking at a house. It's going to be slumping for a while. Remember, mortgage rates water now reached six percent. What I, I haven't looked this week, but you know the thirty-year fixed mortgage rate. You know, is it's shock to young people, even though young people, even though for me, old guy, you know, I paid twelve my twelve and a quarter percent for my first house, thirty-year fix, but. It's still shocking for when you're looking a year, year and a half ago, it's playing three and a half percent. Twice that. Come on. So it's very discouraging. And uh, I think a lot of home buyers are just, uh, you know, can't, can't afford that. Leading economic indicator fell, shrank 0.8 tenths of a percent from falling five tenths of a percent before the month before. And then they expected only to fall four tenths of a percent. So, the leading economic indicator is supposed to tell you what the economy looks going to look like three, six, nine months down the road. And this one is telling us it's going to be worse than it is today. So now, what's odd is building permits are still high. 1.53 million. It was 1.56 million the month before. But that's still pretty high, 1.5 million. Now, just because you get a building permit doesn't mean you build the house. Okay, it means that you know, you know, it means that this is how how much they can build, you know, coming months. So, so it's still pretty high. You gotta, you know, 
it's we're getting mixed signals all over the place. You know, it's it's just confusing. Again, I try to keep my eye on the ball, and that's where the Fed is moving. What is the Fed doing? Because I don't want to fight the Fed. I've tried that in my history, and it always failed. So if the Fed wants to slow down the economy, I believe they'll do it. And I don't think they'll be very accurate at how much they'll slow down. They just don't have that kind of sharp tools to do that. They don't. They have dull tools. They can do certain things, and that's it. So, you know, they're reducing their balance sheet. They're increasing interest rates. They have made no signal that they're, not, they're going to stop doing that. So, some people are assuming that they are going to stop doing it. But there has been no nothing from them. They, they It's just the opposite. They say they're going to keep raising. <sighs> Frustrating. It will end someday. And they will stop someday. But, you know, I think the markets tried to guess two or three times this last year, trying to guess where, the, where, where that someday is going to be. I just, I'm, I'm not going to guess. I just don't know. Okay. 888-99-CHART is our number. Meanwhile, we have to invest our money carefully. We do it conservatively. We don't be too aggressive. It's okay to have money on the sidelines. You know, those kinds of things. It's also okay to buy those stocks like the previous caller, PayPal, it's okay. That's all it looks like it's on sale to me. I'm okay buying it in a, in a bear market. That's when you want to get things cheap. Nothing wrong with that. So we just have to keep the eye on the ball. Okay? 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're heading to a break, everybody. And I welcome your financial investment questions. Okay? I want them. No, no. It can be simple, complex. Let's talk about it. You set the agenda. You always do. 888-99-CHART. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the Internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing 
by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. Now, each time I host the Invest Talk podcast, I have the satisfaction of taking caller questions and then breaking down the often complex dynamics involved. If you've never called, don't hold back. You can leave your Invest Talk questions on the 24 7 anytime listener line at 888 99 Chart. Hi, you guys. My question is about Schwab US Dividend Equity ETF. The symbol is SCHD. I was wondering if it would make more sense to hold this in a Roth IRA to be more tax efficient. And if you hold a target dated fund, if it makes sense to hold both of these together. Thank you. Okay. Um, when that's, It's always, if you can, if you're making high capital gains, if, if you're getting a lot of capital gains on your portfolio, those are, that's a type of st stocks or a type of portfolio you want in a retirement type account because you don't have to pay uh, capital gains tax. You don't have to pay any tax, okay? But at the same time, the more money in that account when you do retire, if it's a regular, you got to pay taxes when you pull it out. So if you're putting in dividend-paying stocks, you know, you don't have to pay any taxes on the dividends. It's always a question of what – a preference type of question. What would you prefer, you know, um, a lot of people have those target-dated funds in their retirement accounts because they're offered through 401ks. I'm not a big keen. Uh, um, I'm not. I'm not keen on target-dated funds. I'm not. I don't hate them because I think for a group of people who do not want to do any have anything to do with their stocks or anything to do with the stock market, you know, as far as hands-on, you know, it might be an option for them because it gets more conservative as you get older. So you can mix and match target-dated funds with the high-dividend-paying fund, with the you know, high-growth fund. You can mix and match. Depends on how much risk you want to take. It always boils down to risk. What kind of risks are you willing to take? And then what kind of taxes is that going to produce when you do take those risks and you're successful? So it's that kind of thing. It's not an easy answer. There's no one easy answer. But it's, you, know, you can mix them. Okay? The KPP Premium Newsletter is finished today, and it will be distributed to subscribers tomorrow. Here's a little quick preview. In the market conditions sections, I explain, following a strong rally, which came after a softer-than-expected CPI report last week, inflation and tightening fears returned to the market this week. According to the New York Fed's monthly survey of consumer expectations, inflation expectations for the year ahead rose 5.9% up half a percentage point from September. Three-year expectations is 3.1%. So they think that inflation will get under control at some point. And I'm sure that they're right. I'm sure that will happen at some point. I do. 
At the same time, more consumers are now relying on credit cards to get by, which is which has helped you know pro, you know propel total credit and debt to 930 billion dollars, 930 billion dollars in the third quarter, just shy of the all-time record, by the way. Let's put that that number was put put out by one, uh, what the Federal Reserve Bank. Credit card balances climbed more than 15% from a year earlier, the largest annual jump in more than 20 years. This can be a concern for future uh, future consumer spending. Remember, they're spending your credit card. You can't eventually pay it back. So, therefore, are you borrowing money now, spending money now, boosting the economy that you're going to have to pay back later that will deduct from the economy? According to the University of Michigan survey, consumers are becoming substantially less confident about the current state of the economy. So they're worried about where we're headed. The report posted a 54.7% reading for November, down 8.7% from the previous month of 59.9. That was well off the Dow Jones estimates, which forecasted that it would be at 59.5. So, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, St. Louis, uh, Louis Federal Reserve President James Bullard said Thursday that the central bank still has a lot of work to do before it brings inflation under control. As more economic data is published, forecasts of where the terminal F Fed funds rate will end up will start to narrow, but we have no idea yet, and they aren't signaling it. Of course, there's a lot more commentary in the newsletter if you want to take a look at it. In the stock ideas, we had a technology platform that enabled digital payments and commerce experience on behalf of merchants and consumers across the world. It operates a global two-sided network of scale that connects merchants and consumers, 426 million active accounts across more than 200 markets. The company is currently trading parallel with both its 50- and 200-day moving averages. Kind of like that company. Anyways, uh, let's see what else we got for you. Well, those, those, that's the newsletter. Uh, we also have an environmental industrial service company in there. We always give you two stock ideas a week. Okay, two. Uh, this one, uh, this environmental industrial service companies in North America. One thing we like about the, that type of companies is recession. They're kind of recession proof. You still need them. They still, you still use our services. Okay. Doesn't matter what the economic background is. You need their services. Therefore, they're anti-cyclical. Or at least they're not a cyclical name. So I give you a simple a little, little teaser of what's, uh, what's in the KPP Premium Newsletter. Subscribers reads, receive the full edition via email each Saturday. And they also get the Portfolio and Consumer Watch sections. Learn more and subscribe anytime you want at investtalk.com. Let's go ahead and play another caller question. I was calling about AMT, American Tower Corp. I wanted to know if it's a good pickup for a long-term hold. Thank you. I like uh, AMT for a long-term hold because of what they do. They're a REIT that owns cellular towers used by wireless service providers and TV and radio broadcast companies. I I think their, their model is solid for many, many years to come. That's what I like. Now, the question is, can you buy them at a reasonable price? And the answer is, you can't. (laughs) <laughs> because because of their stableness, they pay two point six percent dividend. It's a two hundred fifteen dollars stock. Two hundred fifteen dollars. They're going to make ten dollars and thirty three cents next year. So you're looking at twenty one p. 
You know, uh, it's never been cheap. Twenty, the lowest they've been in the last five years, eighteen. So if we we got it down to hundred eighty dollars. That's where I would much rather see you pick it up. I think I'd wait for the next bounce down, and then pick it up there and just put it in your portfolio. One thing I don't like about it, it's a REIT, but they only pay two point six percent, and they have high debt. That that there's a couple things I don't like about it. But as far as long term stability, they should be very very stable. Okay. Okay, we are moving at a pretty steady pace to the end of this year. And I know it can be hard to believe, but the calendar, you know, it, it, it's the reality of the calendar. We're almost through the year. You've got to start thinking about tax planning, okay? What kind of taxes are you going to have to pay? You know, uh, what's your capital gains exposure? You know, you got there's a lot of things to think about. And you've got to think about the changing market conditions and the dynamics going on for the next coming year. But maybe KPP Financial can help you. Take a look. It's worth a minute of your time. Justin and I can offer investors through our company, KPP Financial, a number of programs, depending on how much risk you want to take. We're located in Orange County between L.A. and San Diego counties. And let me remind you, here at Talk at KPP, we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success, meaning we, don't, we, we, just make, we make our own decisions on stocks. We make our own decisions on where things, what we should own, when we should own it. We don't, we don't, we don't have some big warehouse telling us. We don't. Okay? And we also are, are dedicated to unbiased guidance. No, we don't sell products to make commissions. We, we don't do that. We also buy the same things for ourselves we do for our clients. We like to put ourselves on the side of the table at all times. So if that sounds interesting to you, or if you think you, we might be able to help you, or if you just want to take a look at your portfolio, be happy to do that for no charge. Most money managers and most registered investment advisors, they will do it. They'll love to take a look at your portfolio just like us. Nothing new there. Okay, the thing that's different about us is we don't push people. We're not pushers. We don't try to make you buy and sell whatever. We don't. That's not our purpose. Our purpose is to help you make money, help you grow your future, help you become financial freedom. Right? Financial freedom, that's it. That's the goal. If we can help you, we can help you. If we can't, we can't. Okay? So give us a call. 888-99-CHARTERS is our number here at the radio station. You can go to our website, investtalk.com or kppfinancial.com, and we you know, just set up an appointment. Okay? Love to do that. Musk and Twitter. Does it seem to you that that seems to be confusion going over there on what Musk is doing? And to me, that's kind of par for the course for me on Musk. You know, he 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 is confusing. You know, he laid off half the people, and he's telling people they got to come back to work into the office, which I can understand. That's why he wants to run the company. That's the way he wants to run the company. Okay, uh, but uh, it's confusing, and I don't, I don't know when Twitter will ever be in a profitable position at this point. So it's 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 more it's like it's like it's like stock market theater. It's just fun to watch, but I'm I'm not going to get involved with Twitter because I yeah you know, I do think Musk is a genius, but. Man, he's sure he he's just confusing sometimes. 
Have you seen oil prices? Oil prices are falling below $90 a barrel. Okay, what does that suggest to you? It suggests to me that there's lower demand. A lot of experts believe there is going to be low demand for oil next year, China, China included. I think, excuse me, I think China is in more is in more of a slump, an economic slump than they let us know. Which, of course, they excuse me, they never let us know, right? They don't. Um, but I do also think oils are falling because because simply because of the recession fear, the fear of recession coming, and uh, I think that's spreading. Remember I told you, 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 we can make a recession happen just because we think it's going to happen. And because we think it's going to happen, we change our spending habits and a recession happens. That's not uncommon. Not uncommon. The Fed wants you to think the recession's coming because they want to slow down the economy because they, they want to slow down inflation. That's, that's their goal these days. Excuse me. Okay, 888-99-CHART is our number. I think we can squeeze in another question caller. Let's go ahead and do that. Hi, Stephen Justin. This is Kevin calling from La Consenta, California. I have a question regarding retirement and state income taxes. Currently, I reside in California, and I'm not at retirement age, but just kind of planning ahead for the future, thinking of establishing primary residence in a state with no state income tax. I'm wondering how or what are the requirements to do that? Like, is there a certain amount of time that you need to live in there in the new state before you can not pay income tax on whatever you take out of your IRA or 401k? And if you spend time in multiple states during retirement, how do you establish that one location, the one with no income tax, is your primary residence? Hoping you can help me plan for the future. Thank you. Well, you got to be careful because there's been a lot of people trying to avoid taxes by doing that. California is, of course, wants its tax dollars, and they're the highest. They're one of the highest state taxes. You've got New Jersey and Hawaii, and you can you, you establish residency in another state means you got to move to that state. Okay, um, you got to have uh, the mailing address. You got to have bills going there. You got to live there. And there's various rules, and I don't know them all. I don't. But you've got to be careful because I've had friends establish a residency in Florida and have also another house in California and then, you know, filing their their tax returns in Florida and California's coming after them for taxes. So there are issues there's issues of where did you earn the money, but in retirement, you just have to establish where you live, and if you get your Social Security benefits in that state, that state you file file for uh, your income tax, okay? So, it's tricky, you know, it's not as simple. If, if you move from one state to another and it's clearly that you moved, it's not, not tricky. It's only when you have dual residencies and two properties and then it gets tricky so be very 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 careful okay 888-99-CHART 888-992-4278 thanksgiving's next week that means we're going to have a very short week 
the market's always open on Friday, but hardly any, anybody shows up and does anything. So the market's closed Thursday for Thanksgiving. So you got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, off Thursday. And usually Friday's not much day happening. Okay? So we'll have some interesting stats coming in here. Can we squeeze in one more question? Maybe we can. Hi, guys. Uh, interested in your opinion on a medium cap company based out of Bermuda. G-O-G-L, Golden Ocean Group. Wanted to see if it's worth getting into and at what price. Also, is that dividend sustainable? Thanks for all that you do. Cheers. No, it's not sustainable. It's not. This is a Golden Ocean Group international tanker company primarily focused on the seaborne transportation of dry bulk carriers. They're not going to pay 27.9% dividend. They're not. That's paying... That, that, Tankers and dry bulk carriers always have this issue. So don't ever, you know, don't buy into that. They're very erratic in their earnings per share. You know, they, they, it's it's just a difficult industry to be in. It's an $8.42 stock. going to make $1.50 next year. This year they made $2.02. Last year they made $2.73. So... It's just erratic. I'd say I, I stay away from these kind of companies. Okay, this is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have just one goal here: to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work will continue. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. Each day, InvestTalk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for InvestTalk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. 888-99, Charlie, let's go to Aaron, San Francisco. Hi, Aaron. Hey, Steve. Uh, thanks for taking my call. And, uh, you know, like every time, I really appreciate your show. Long-time listener. Thank you. Um, had a quick question. Wanted to get your thoughts on uh, on something not really related to stock, but uh, about the... Uh, so I have a... I recently changed my job, and so I have a, a sizable chance sitting in my 401k. Okay. Uh, and I'm not 59 yet, so I would obviously, first, you know, have to go get to take the pen, penalty if I if I take that out. Right. But I was thinking about the um, the whole life insurance, uh, specifically as it pertains to the infinite banking concept or IBC. I, I don't know if you've heard about that, but I was you know I was wondering if you had any thoughts around that. You know, being your own banker and that kind of stuff. I I, I don't think. I'm... I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's probably suitable for most people. Um, I, I, I haven't really looked into the idea of what they can do for you, but I think that's really uh, having personal bankers, that's designed for people who are really wealthy, and they'll try to push you into high commission products, and I don't like that. So I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't consider them. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate the call. Let's go to Monica in San Jose. Hi, I'm Monica. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Um, I have a question. In today's uh, environment, if I want to add more small cap, is IWM a good idea? It is, because it is a Russell 2000. You get a very broad index of small caps. If you wanted more exposure to the small caps, 
this would be a good index to do it, a good ETF, exchange-traded fund, IWM. So, yeah, um, you know, remember, small-cap small stocks are much more dynamic. In other words, they go up much faster and down much faster. So don't, don't, don't blow your whole wad on this sector. But, yeah, this would be a good way to expose yourself to small-cap stocks. Thank you, Monica. I appreciate the call. And let's go to Bill in Northern California. Hi, Bill. Hey, Steve. You made it. Last-minute guy. Um, yeah, I don't know if I gave him the right ticker. It's uh, UVV Universal Corporation, the tobacco. Yes. You want to buy it? Sell it? Um, you know. Well, I, I want to buy it. I, I, I've never owned it, and it looks like a pretty healthy company going back, and I like. I want it for the dividends. For the company, yeah, it is healthy. It's a $1.3 billion company. distributes flu-cured barley leaf tobacco darkened cured tobacco or oriental tobacco. Uh, they make money, have made money forever. They pay a very nice dividend, 5.6%. Very high cash flow. It's $6 a share. And it's not an expensive stock at this point. And if you buy for the dividend, I think that dividend is pretty darn solid. I don't think you have to worry about the dividend being cut or shrunk in any way, shape, or form. So, no, I, I like it as a dividend pay play, yes. So, sales are right, growing pretty fast. Yeah, sales are growing pretty far, pretty fast. So, I kind of like it. Good luck with it. And let's see. Maybe we can pick up one more question on a voicemail. Let's go ahead and take that. Hi, Steve. Uh, Justin, this is Sid from Ontario, Canada. I have a question about ticker symbol TGT target. I'm having this in my radar and looking to buy. Just want to know what's the right price. Is it the uh, right price to enter? If you could advise, that would be great. Thank you. Bye. Well, uh, this is Target, TGT. Everybody knows Target, about 2,000 stores. And they're growing about 3 or 4% sales every quarter. Very consistent. Pays a 2.7% dividend. Return on equity is very high, 49%. This is the kind of company you want to buy when it's on sale. If it gets on sale, you want to buy it, want to be in it. Is it on sale at $162? It's going to make $10 a share next year. That's a 16 PE. That's pretty much in line with the market. Or long-term average, 15, 16. So I kind of like Target. Uh, I like Target because uh, even in a recession, they're, they're, they still have sales. Uh, you might be able to get it cheaper than this, but it's at a pretty good price right now, I think. Okay? Thank you for the call. Target, TGT. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about us, if you would, about the free podcast downloads. You can get your download anytime at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and we have achieved a total of 47 million downloads, thanks to you. We appreciate it. Thank you. Please be sure to review and rate us on iTunes. Your positive rating raises our profile and helps spread the word. Independent thinking, shared success. This is Invest Talk. Good night, everybody. Invest Talk is a trademark of KPP Financial. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them. Specifically, nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell security. Because such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. 
InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor firm which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein is chief executive officer of Klein, Pavlis, and Peasley Financial. Thank you for listening and your comments and questions are welcome on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.